Welcome to another episode of Sci-Fi Nomads. Uh, this time I actually hit record and it is recording. Yes, I am Dustin. Joining me as always is Lauren. Hello, everybody. And we have our incredibly geeky and awesome friends who have every game imaginable and then some. Four games. Josh and Danielle. Hello, all. Howdy. Welcome. Uh, the movie we are talking about today is Space Truckers, uh, 1996 or 97, depending on the source. Uh, sci-fi has got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 5.2 out of 10 stars on IMDb, and generally is considered one of the worst movies by the internet. Apparently, unless you ask Google, which it has four stars. We've, con- <laughs> we've confirmed that is 9% out of 100. Wow. And we have also confirmed that everybody on Google and Amazon are liars. Mm-hmm. We've confirmed this. We just sat yeah. through it. Yeah, yeah. First time I saw it, I was a kid, and it was Thanksgiving weekend, and I was bored out of my mind you in Bremerton, Washington. It. I loved it, yes. There's violence, there's space. Well, there's... Like, like we already established during, uh, when we were talking about Alien, I love the concept of hauling freight through space with kind of a truck model. It, it makes sense. It, it really is. And a, just reading the plot, it sounds it, amazing. It, it lacks the logistic issue that most sci-fi things, you know, the premise of them, you're like, why are they doing this? How does it work? How many jelly beans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you've and alien. You've got one cargo vessel being pulled by one tow vessel. This one, it's a bit better. It's one cargo vessel pulling a bunch of cargo oh, boxes like a, hooked to pods. Yeah. Like a dozen of them. It's or almost something. more like a train. Yeah, definitely space train. Isn't that Transformers? Anyway, so the movie opens with John. Can- well, actually, it doesn't open with John Canyon. Uh, it, it doesn't. It, it opens. No. With, it it uh, opens with a, a group of men arming yeah. themselves, I, I, locking I themselves in a secure facility. Uh, oh, some sort true. of creature outside attacking the men in dangerous vehicles that are roaming the. Well, we don't uh, know it's a creature when it opens. The moon. It just seems like they, something is attacking. They blow through the door. They kill everybody in the room. They pin the guy down, and he presses a button to stop it. And, and I really was with them right up until that point, and then uh, a beer can floated by, and ridiculous <laughs> yeah, the redneck music began playing with the redneck trucker music. And, and, I, and I, the beer I, can they lost me. They lost me right through there. space where any little space sea turtle could come along and get caught in it. <laughs> it was it, we, space we, we, litter people. We, we we equated it before. It was sort of like uh, it was going to be Starship Troopers, and then it kind of went the the Fifth Element direction. Not that I don't love the Fifth Element, but that was a lot more fantasy than science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and one of the things that's interesting you see right off the bat, you've got the truck with a whole bunch of pods behind it going through a marked space transit lane. When you're talking about the distances between planets, it's already starting to fall apart because those markers would have to adjust their exact position as the planets orbit. They'd lose those things all the time. You can think about it as a space highway. Is is what the markers indicate? They're they're the, the yeah, little indicators start... on the space highway. The planet... and you have to go down the road that is the space highway to be able to get places. Yeah, but how do they stay in position with the planet that they're associated with? Uh, yeah. It's space. And, and, oh, and then about ten minutes later, they they then have the issue that he goes off the highway slightly, and there's the giant well, debris field from hell. We also mm-hmm. learn that uh, everything in in this scenario has its own gravity so each one of those markers has its own gravity it's true mm-hmm. yeah sh- yeah gravity is very fluctuating yes throughout the movie well they, they they handle actually handle gravity itself 
interesting when they're being intentional, terrible when they aren't being intentional about it. So when it's intentional, they have zero G in the space truck in the cab where they're making out. It's a little bit later, but yeah, and we'll get to the, there. We'll get to the issues with that scene. You've got magnetic <laughs> boots to actually hold them down when they need to. So Assuming that all makes sense. Yes. At least they they imply it's magnetic boots. That or just no, no. They did say magnetic. The, oh, okay. the, the truck says uh, activating magnetic floors. Oh, nice. And then they get to the hub in the sultry voice. In the sultry voice, the hub <laughs> diner activating magnetic floor, which is this actually round diner going around the space station that is like rotating. Like two hubcaps that are put together, <laughs> and it's it's rotating, and you can see in it the angle because. It looks like it's probably about maybe 100 meters in diameter. Which it's pretty wide. Pretty wide. Yeah. But the diameter is really where the issue comes from. Yeah, because good idea, but you would need to have it 10 times that size. Otherwise, everybody eating would vomit as soon as they get up from their table. You need about a kilometer in diameter to have slow enough speed. Actually, just you have to have that much diameter, period, um, so that you have a low enough variation in gravity between head and foot to avoid well, are there vomit. any shows that you can think of that actually do do that model correctly there was one wasn't there 2001 a space odyssey ah yes that uh, was mission it. to mars did a decent job oh on really that. i haven't seen that one uh mission to mars they have a, a large uh so they have two large uh rings basically on the ship and when you're in the ring you have gravity so they can like jog around them but otherwise when you're in the middle there's zero g that way, the uh, the pi- where they can make out where they can make out. No, and, and the pilots don't atrophy and so forth. But uh, the the one that really got me with that is then uh, you have a bar fight that ensues, and a man pulls out a apparently a civilian style pistol because he wasn't a part of the military, and the uh, double pane glass that they use to uh, keep these things uh, working. Uh, he shoots a hole in it, and a man gets sucked out ass first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so everything starts sucking out of the the window that that initially got shot, and uh, he ends up being sucked through there. I have to admit, there stopping, was a, there was a chuckle moment, stopping the flow. For, it, it was pretty for hilarious because you had that moment where he gets stuck and he's got that he's terrified like, I'm look. Fat. And yeah, then he's like, oh, this kind of feels everybody good. stopped and then, instead of running, and they stopped to look at out. the horrifyingness that was him bending in half and being sucked back out the window before. Yeah. And the ship has no way to to cover that breach and. Uh, it, it had all sorts of issues. That's Which, uh, Yeah, especially considering how quickly after leaving and getting off the space highway, they got into black asteroids. If there were asteroids that close, you would think they would have some way of protecting the ship from that. Well, the guys, they were at least six hours out. Yeah. And because remember, they That's all still woke got up. that far. But that, that, that really isn't. I don't know how fast these drugs go. Well, that would be like driving six trip. hours out. It was a two-day trip between, well, three-day trip between, where was this, Neptune? Uranus. Uh, uh, Neptune. Which, which is the one with the ring? Uh, that, that's where them. it started. No, wasn't that but, supposed to really be Mars sure the because they picked up located. square pigs on Mars? No, they picked up square pigs on Mars and then transported them out to them Saturn. To s- oh, okay. And then they had to get cargo that was coming from Triton, a moon around Neptune. Neptune, right, and then right. from Neptune to Earth, and that was only supposed to take three days. Those guys are booking it. Mm-hmm. That would be relativistic speeds Via where... the short, shortcuts. 
which, uh, by the way, he apparently didn't take, even though he knew all of them, to be able to get the pigs delivered on time in the first place, because that's how he lost his cargo of pigs, was he was late on his delivery. And square pigs yeah. are creepy. That was the creepiest part of the whole movie, I think. It was like the bad guy, oh, yeah. alien thing's not bad. Although um, I'm sure Peter would have had a heyday if they actually put pigs in cages. He poked at them and fed one a hot space. dog. There's no Peter in space. Well, he was feeding them. He fed one a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is funny. I'm sure people would freak out about that. Pork hot dog. No, pigs will, will eat pork. <laughs> They'll eat a whole whole man in 16 minutes. Pigs I, will eat anything. I, I grew up on a pig farm, so oh, I can... really? Yeah. Well, I, part of my growing up. But yeah, uh, pigs are one of those animals that uh, they'll, they'll eat most things, including their young in proper circumstances. I don't like pigs. That's why I eat them. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. You'll... Every time you have a piece of They're bacon, they're not terribly you're like, delicious. Oh, I just support screw putting you, them childhood. down. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so one of the things that, that's interesting that we also talked about with Alien, and it's amazing the number of like it's pretty obvious they they use Alien as an inspiration for this because you've got the type of transportation and the corporation, the company, it controls everything. Oh, I I really kept reflecting to every space me- movie I'd, I'd ever seen before. And even some just general sci-fi movies uh, that just kept coming back up. Uh, back to the Future, back the second. To the future back to the Future yeah. yeah, Back to the Future 2 uh, was really what came to mind when watching this, just be, because of How hard the to costuming. Watch it was. <laughs> <laughs> the costuming was very, we're in the future! We wear transparent clothes! Everything was transparent and- cloaks or uh, silvery. Silver reflective or yep. hats that were slightly cut off and because putting different. saran wrap over a bra is very sexy in the future <laughs> totes but also made in 1996 so granny panties were in oh yeah ah uh, the old french cat yes but yeah you do you do think of a lot of movies that were probably inspired mm-hmm. but back to the company uh it starts with the company developing these killer robots bioengineered cybernetic Things that I don't know what biological they kill you with light. Yeah, the head is a light generator. It It was supposed to be a photon weapon of some kind. It just Mm -hmm. sounded like somebody was taking a picture and the flash was going off. It it sounded like a Polaroid killed everyone. Yeah, and and, and it had to do it one at a time, as if you were taking a picture of each individual person you were trying to kill. But no amount of gunfire even phased that thing. So it, it had plenty of time. Not gunfire, yeah. but actual fire did. The actual fire, it turns out, works in the end. And uh, apparently you can harm one with the engines of a ship, but a rocket launcher won't get you there. So Whatever. Incongruities. <laughs> right? Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, there's the evil company. There's the, the cargo trucking. There's... Galactic travel. You'd think that this would be an awesome sci-fi. No, it was still terrible. Oh, and there's the, the infamous double cross there in the beginning as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, the double cross. Oh, oh, the main, one of the main bad guys is, um, what's his face from Game of Thrones? He plays John Bolton in Game of Thrones. Bolton! Yeah. When he's much older. But that was one actor I recognize. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this can still be contested. I found this to be... Very alluring, and uh, I like the sci-fi aspect of it. Uh, my problem was the multiple plots that were in this movie, 
we were jumping from plot to plot we trying to figure out which one was going to be resolved oh so your problem was with the story writing yes yeah so this was another this is another perfect <laughs> example of a bad sci-fi produced directed and written by the same person when the same person is on half the credits you know it's going to be a bad film i have to admit though there are certain there's a certain nostalgia to it that's like you know what this isn't so bad if you just turn your brain off and just watch a bad movie <laughs> it's they they cover a lot of of really good things but yeah it's it's very poorly put together the way they bring like so you've got the opening scene with the cybernetic killers and then the way they actually get them is kind of sketchy they're in a fight a company employee breaks the window the boss gets sucked out when it's his underling who caused the problem in the whole place the first place and they run they run away and they go find some underground head boss person yeah as some peddler of deals yeah Yeah. to, to get a new job from and it's the worst job ever and he's like yeah here's some cargo and you can't know what it is and you can't ask questions and don't tamper with the cargo and they're like okay we and, you, and i think the worst part is, is he's like I, i'm on principle i usually don't ask i'm like what what do you usually haul square pigs <laughs> are square pigs illegal because most people that don't ask questions about what they're moving maybe are, there is know, PETA in space. arms dealer <laughs> it's it's the, yeah, the PETA of space that's what it is arms dealer they have tiny little legs they're you know drug arms. dealers uh well, okay, so you, the cargo box is full pigs, of women from those Lithuania. Those were packed full of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but why they were so square. Yeah. Maybe the, the 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 pirates were actually PETA. Which there's pirates. That there's pirates. You okay, can tell because they cool have a skull thing. and crossbone on the side of their oh, ship. Classic. Actually, the ship itself looked like a pirate ship. Except it was a cruise liner. It was a cruise liner. It was a cruise mast, liner that had gone missing. But it still looked. Like it was a pir- taken. It, it's a cruise liner spaceship designed to look like a ocean-going cruise liner. A.K.A. pirate ship. And then they painted skull and crossbones on it. It was very yeah. cool. The, the skull why? and crossbones. And I'm assuming why? painted it black, but... Because way in the future, in people film. will still care that the French started privateering long, long ago. So... Yeah, you're yeah. just... You're just uh, there's a lot of assumptions going on in this film. Uh, Not clearly explained... Yeah, you're you're just assuming that they need this job to be able to get off of the 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 hub hub that they're on. Oh, oh, and my heat issue. Oh, I didn't even get to that. Oh, but but let's let's stick with the the the, the hub first. Yeah, why do they need cargo to leave the hub? They were going to get chased by the the cops anyway, and they'd be able to get away easier without cargo. This well, is true. They would be able he's to gotta get away, make his ends meet, you know. But he's he just got, lost he's got, he's got his own ship. Why don't they just get get on the sh- the ship and go away? Why do they need to be able to leave, then get cargo and then go away? Well, it's like he needs to have the stuck, end game. Being stuck there and you have the car and the car has no gas and you have no money and you're like, Okay, well I'm not just gonna jump in my car and go, run away. No, a- you as have I to know have, it, truckers have to have gas in the in their truck before they hook up cargo boxes to it. They don't they don't give you gas. For well the guy said things. it was all full gas. He, I think yeah, the problem already, was uh, the guy had no money. Yeah. And with all three of them being completely broke. Yeah, but being wanted, that really won't change when you try to deliver something as a wanted man. Because he I had hear. lost his he had already lost all the money from his first job from the pigs. That's yeah. right. That got swindled from him. 
swindled. So you're just unquote. assuming that the peddler that they go to underground is giving him an advance for delivering these assaultrons. You know, it, you know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's the cash advance Slash loans of the future. Sex dolls. Oh, geez. By the way, it's the cash advance payday loans. Yeah. <laughs> They are sketchy. They yeah. should have evil little dudes like that in all of their stores. Well, yeah, because when you go into those places, you, you should consider sex title? trade or, uh, you know, stealing before you should get one of those loans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, firstborn child. Yeah. I'll give you a kidney because it's a better deal. <laughs> yeah. And while we're on the hub, let's discuss uh, why he gets two extra people to join him. The waitress. Oh, because he's going to marry her. The waitress that he had run into, uh, he's going to marry. He has, he's going to take her to Earth and marry her. No, it's worse and, than that. It is so much worse than that. It's, okay, if I take you to Earth, you promise to marry me. It's like blackmail marriage. And she's like, so desperate to get to Earth. She's like, okay. Well, no, she thinks he can't do it. She's like, sure, if you can get me to Earth. And he's like, hot damn, I got a deal for you. I got a wife. <laughs> All right. And uh, his his third is uh, the 20-something-year-old guy that was at the bar that ended up taking his job from him, delivering the square pigs. Very briefly until the boss got sucked out the window. So the, mm-hmm. the boss gets sucked out the window, and his immediate response is uh, is that he just lost his job because... His boss got sucked out the window. Well, so also he involved himself in the wrong side of that fight. I'm wondering what's happening with these square space pigs. Are they just sitting in cargo somewhere waiting to be delivered and they're going to die because some some guy's bosses died? <laughs> Except for one had a little bite of hot dog. That one will survive a little longer. They had oh, feeder tubes. Yeah. Let's say it was humane. Okay, it wasn't humane. So he died and now now nobody can deliver these space pigs because Where's the boss Peter? Who wasn't driving. Them? Those space pirates show up later. Mm-hmm. Except their captain dies. Yeah. yeah. Sort of, but that, that's, yeah. that's kind of jumping ahead. Actually, we're just kind of Spoiler going all over the place. We anyway. are going to. Let's skip over to the um, the, the, the so captain. So they get abducted with, by pirates. They get abducted well, by pirates. We got, we, got, we got to hit my overheating thing. We, okay, we no, overheating. So they, they take off and they go into this asteroid belt and there's Black Rock. Black Rock! Yeah, Black Rock. And uh, they... they try to evade it they mostly evade it and they get uh, slammed to the piece of it and uh, that shuts down their cooling system so they go into an overheat that's actually the second problem with this scenario the first is they see the asteroids on the instruments and they and ignore, ignore them and they, yeah and they ignore them until oh, they seriously? actually see them with their eyes and anybody yeah, that's who right. runs any kind of ship or plane or anything knows that you gotta trust your instruments well also why do you really want to be able to see outside in space like having glass really? sounds like a super bad idea in a spaceship. It does. <laughs> really? Maybe that's just me. Well, but your the automatic idea of a- system on this Pachyderm 3000 or whatever the the truck name is. And it's is like, John, you're going running, to die if you don't it, turn. Is he's telling like, him Shut up, that ship. there are asteroids ahead of him, but Let's since see. he can't see them, he that, is ignoring mm-hmm. it, even though he's been driving around on this truck for, you can only assume, yeah. Yeah, this is his bread and 30 butter, something so. years, and he That's just what took this opportunity That's to That's what happens when you it. have a um, computer with a female voice. With a southern accent. Sultry. Yeah. Sultry female so, voice. He's like, and, I don't need to listen to you. I'm and sorry, I can't do the accent. Get back in the kitchen. And the AI is telling him that no, he doesn't, he's too close to the asteroids to be able to evade them, because he had too much weight. And then what does he do after waiting an additional 20 seconds? He, he maneuvers enough the to get, a, get away from them. That's impossible. 
Okay, and then we get to the heating well, issue. And then As we get to the heating issue. When at, after the end of their endeavor, which, an asteroid does Which I, I do have to commend them. In most science fiction, you have that uh, people freeze to death, which sounds like a thing that should be, but there's no insulation to the ship, so it actually just heats by all of the electronics in your own body heat. And uh, depending on the size of the compartment, which theirs wasn't very big, uh, even in like the NASA shuttles, they say that uh, if the, the cooling system totally died, you'd cook yourself in an hour. Hmm. So uh, this whole like six hours before the system resets and, oh, it got to 170 degrees in there, like you would all be dead. You would be way dead. Those pirates would have found cooked bodies. No mm-hmm. making out. Well, and, and the other one is, is that apparently he gets out to try to fix it and he gets into a spacesuit. Which means the spacesuit has a system for cooling because otherwise you'd cook yourself inside the spacesuit working outside. He has three of them. Why didn't they all just get in spacesuits for a few hours? You sexy know, times. With the air conditioning. But instead they had sweaty, sexy time. It, mm-hmm. it was an opportune, an opportunity that they, they took. Yes. and uh, It was an excuse to get the beautiful people out of their clothes. Yes. yes. It, it really was, but it was... In her uh, granny panties. Mm-hmm. The 20 and The 20-something-year-old male lead and the 30-something-year-old female Do we lead. even have a name for the guy? Uh, Mike. Yes. It was Mike. I believe that's so. Uh-huh. I don't remember the woman's name. Terrible of me. But you Starts can remember what S. color her underwear Cindy, was. Cindy, something like that. Yes. Black. That's correct. Yes, her and underwear green. was black and her bra was green and wrapped Shimmery. in saran wrap. I'm sorry, I'm a man. It was shimmery. <laughs> she hardly had any boobs at all, though. I was a little disappointed. No but. boobs. She didn't have any curves at all. But she had Way too curly skinny. hair. She had that Jersey girl look. Oh, the painted on eyebrows? Yeah, the painted on Sorry, eyebrows. Sorry, Jersey people. Where it's, where it's very hard to tell what your expressions are. <laughs> Just always kind of concerned. Yeah. Which, that's or actually, angry, depending on the angle. That's actually a really interesting thing. That, that eyebrows were basically bad in the 90s and are totally back now. Yeah, yeah, they just another fashion tip for you i guess for those of you for those geeks and nerds out there who want to stay fashionable eyebrows are back baby (laughs) (laughs) Uh. oh man so that is kind of interesting that the the overheating problem is is more realistic than the freezing problem yeah you'd never freeze to death in space yeah so their their heating and cooling elements got hit by this asteroid uh, they've got three spacesuits, but uh, the lead guy is the only one that dons one and goes outside. Uh, and the sultry uh, overhead tells them that they have five hours until it cools down, but they'll only live for three. <laughs> yeah. And then they uh, they come back inside where he, uh, our uh, protagonist here, confronts the uh, the two that have made out because his fiance and his not friend, because they're really mm-hmm. not friends. Um. And uh, he decides to celebrate after that by drinking cold beer he stored, because uh, he didn't get any of the options like a refrigerator. Yeah. So he has a foam cooler full of beer. So and, these guys uh, are roasting, and they could have had a freaking cold beer. And they're they're extra hurting themselves, because uh, drinking beer while overheating doesn't help anything. No. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how refreshing that butt is. I, I think they're just trying you. to off themselves at that point. They're doing the best they can. There was probably an orgy going on in that ship right before those pirates showed up. Gross. It would make sense. No, the, I'm excited for the pirates because that's where that's where the sexy times gets really interesting. Yep. And then mm-hmm. we have uh, we, have we have pirates, giant pirate cruise ship that, that uh, opens up, up its hangar and like cargo. a smaller fish, like a bigger fish eating a smaller fish, yes. swallows it. And the proportions are absolutely immense. Like we're talking about the difference in proportions between an actual 
like thousand foot long cruise ship compared to a truck. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And like if a cruise ship opening up its mouth. If you have nom, spaceships nom. that big, why not just haul your cargo in them? As per- obviously, duh. I don't know, but... It, that makes too specialty. much sense. They're specialties. And, and why have spaceships that big? That's ridiculous. Because people pay lots of money to be able to... So that you can have Neptune another Titanic or- disaster and you can make <laughs> another movie about it. Oh. That would be that would be on the way to Uranus with a with a uh, a, a uh-huh. com- you hit a comet so you hit a comet yeah and they see it coming on the instrument iceberg. panel Black with the captain rock. damn the torpedoes they keep going yes. and by the time he can't move he finally decides to correct the ship goes down and uh, they lose a captain big goes down in the, the ship space. while the uh, orchestra plays I'm, I'm really really grasping the straws now of course in, in this case it was a yeah space cruise ship that was commandeered by pirates. They never mentioned what happened to the passengers and crew. They did, actually. Oh, this was a little tidbit it. at the earlier when they remember the funeral that everybody was at mm-hmm. at the hub. The guy that the funeral was for had been attacked by these pirates and the only they sent his dick back. And that was the only piece of him that was ever seen of again. Those same oh, pirates yeah, is yeah. what we see, and that's why the guy right. threatens to cut off okay. genitalia. Well that that creates a whole other logistic issue because you got into that ship and there's all these pirates that they have like 50, 60, 1,000 ships that they were on before, and then they took this one over and all moved in. And they were they were well, you know, solidified into that. Did it only apparently been a few days? I, I don't know. Yeah. Don't... Let's say maybe a month, you know, death announcements. You don't wait that long. In space. Hmm. But the wake that he was a truck driver, not the cruise ship. No, he was a truck. Oh, you're oh, right. Oh, okay. So it doesn't tell you anything no, about the, the cruise No, the truck driver happened. got hijacked. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. The cruise people don't know about them. Lauren lied to us. I lied. I misinformed. So, But yeah, so they've got this this big ship, uh, lots of people. That's the sound of me slapping my own hand. Eventually, the captain shows up. Oh, the captain is awesome. It's the same guy who plays Bolton in Game of Thrones. And he was at the beginning of the movie because he's the one that created the evil alien, whatever, bioengineered things. And when he was double-crossed, half his body got burned off and he rebuilt the yeah, rest you, of his body. Yeah, you assume he died, but he died in his laboratory, so he rebuilt himself. Which And he rebuilt half his brain. Just because you die someplace doesn't mean you can just suddenly come back to life and rebuild yourself. Half his torso and gave himself a peg leg. Because mm-hmm. you can rebuild your brain, but boy, the foot, that's way complicated. Yeah, peg leg. <laughs> so, yeah. Half brain, one half the torso, oh, peg leg. And, and robo-dong. And the robo-dong. Which, which we'll get with to. With an electro-vibration pulse that was designed to pleasure any woman. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it starts like a chainsaw. Yeah, with a, a, a pole string. Yep. yep. And literally, it's a string. It looked smaller than a pull cord on a chainsaw. It was a dinky little handle with this tiny little string. How about, how about we say weed whacker? <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. We'll say weed whacker. <laughs> yeah. It's just another instance of them really trying to push the storyline here. Uh, damn the the movie, just as long as the woman takes off her clothes... And that something goes on with that. Yeah, and, and, and from the point that she takes her top off, I, I don't think she has her top back on until the very end of the film. Until she puts the spacesuit on. Yeah. yeah. Which honestly helped it. Well, actually, there was... <laughs> uh, she put a coat on... His coat on after she tried to kill him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And that, that didn't last long. So. Nope. They yeah, a futile attempt to try and so kill they, him. So they get there, and uh, 
our, our, our main lead character, uh, basically throws his hands in the air and says, don't kill us. Uh, the rest of them are like, don't you have the biggest mouth in the galaxy? Why, why are you cowing down? And it's, it's very confusing dialogue. And the captain comes up and decides that uh, he's going to have the woman, takes her upstairs, and then we have Robodong incident. Oh, well, she totally sold them out. She said, if you can get me to Earth, I'll oh, sleep yeah, with you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right, then. Yeah, well, and, and they're, the they're downstairs and they're like, you just you just sold her as a sex object. She's and he's like, she's done it before. Essentially she's from the done very it beginning. Uh, uh, the, the whole concept with her, again, uh, storylines all coming together and different plots is that she needs to get to Earth because her mother is in the hospital. Yeah. And and that alone is its own its own storyline that mm-hmm. that semi resolves towards the end. She just uses her body in order to uh, get herself there. Yeah. Yes. So then we get back to the crazy killer cyborg uh, storyline from the beginning, which the sex dolls were them, but they were hauling. Quote, unquote. And the first attempt the, the pirates made to get into the cargo hold failed. It burned up their their machine and their, their diamond uh, blades. And they just were just amazed. How could anything be that powerful? And then the cargo box opens fire on them. Uh-huh. There's yep. a gunfight that ensues that ends with a grenade launcher. Is that, or rocket launcher, maybe? Rocket yeah. launcher. Rocket RPG launcher. of uh, yeah. Bazooka. Bazooka. Yeah. We'll just say Bazooka. They, needless to say, they do finally get into the yeah. cargo hold. And there's all these weird looking, like... It oh, was weird. It's wait, like, before we get to the M being in the cargo hold, they bring out what looks like a jet engine... That they actually have to fire up, and it's spinning. It Seriously, it's a jet engine. Yeah, it's just a turbine. It's a plasma torch. They just cut a hole. Yeah. They come and in. then they step through that hole like it's not hot at all. No, that, that, that <laughs> everybody, cools down right that, off. Yeah, everybody like straddles that thing every time they step over it, and I'm like, wow, those guys. That's, uh, that cut special. through that, and it was so hard that diamond blades or whatever amazingly wouldn't cut through it, and you guys just step on right yep. through there. All right, Lauren, back to you. Oh, yes. Okay, so imagine a pig that's being hung in a butcher shop where it's got its little legs sticking out, and that's kind of what these these little things in... Except car- cold and metal. Except for cold and metal. Yeah, they're like metal yeah. sex dolls with just the arms and the torsos. Like the legs and the they, torsos. What do they call those people from the 70s that were born without limbs? Paraplegics? No, no, there's a specific kind of... quadriplegic. It oh, was, it was a birth effect from... The birth effect from the um, medication that was... Anyway, totally random. Sorry, it's probably offensive. I'm not going to go follow that train of thought. Um, yeah, so these... and Which is weird, because we've seen the robot bio, biological things earlier from the first part of the movie, and these things in the ship don't look like those. At all. But there's one missing, and it jumps out and kills everybody, and... Blast the captain for a second time. Yeah, so to get to that point, um, the crew of this pirate ship are cutting into the hull to try to get to the cargo that's inside that they've stolen because it's theirs now. And the captain is up in his quarters trying to get it on with the space waitress. Having performance issues. Right. Never happened. While he's doing this, uh, the crew finds the cargo. The cargo then finds the crew and starts to kill some of the crew. And at no point does anybody run up to the captain's chambers and tell him that shit is going down. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's At not so no much point. as an alarm. It's not until uh, the space waitress tries to kill the captain futilely and then comes back down and impersonates him and then gets caught that he comes back and is like oh shit like 10 of my guys are dead i should probably go in here and check this out well yeah and they even have to remind him because he's he's going to uh, summarily execute them and the the john character he uh he says well shouldn't you worry about that box full of death over there that killed 10 of your guys that they're laying out on the floor Mm -hmm. and he's like wait maybe i should (laughs) It, hey, he and got John, caught. John, by the way, is is the space trucker. The space mm-hmm. trucker has to remind him. Not yeah. one of his men ever tells him, by the way, a bunch of our dudes just died. Hey, boss, yeah. 10 what? guys just got greased. Uh, maybe we should look into what this. Shut do? up, you. Half cyborg crazy guy well, hasn't been laid in freaking years, and he gets ultimately cock-blocked. We assume years. They took he over. Said it had been a long time. They since took he over handled. a cruise liner. How did he not have someone in that crew? Did they kill everyone? And he was like, "Damn it, it I haven't been laid in so long." Cruise liner. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a total sausage fest. Yeah, I think there was a movie like that. Cuban Junior in it. Cuba Gooding Junior. Cuba Gooding Junior. <laughs> anyway, say that five times fast. That's hard. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and the the basic premise of what happened both. With both the first and second time they they try to open it, first one the ship attacks them and kills everybody. Second one, the they open it up and the things kill everybody, including the captain because he's the third one in. He has the little device to stop them, but he can't get to it in time because it's like right on him when he. Oh sees yeah, it. because much like a, an infrared remote, you have to point this little device directly at them and be within five feet of them mm-hmm. which is not well designed yeah that's that's but a problem. he is the one that designed it or the, killer the, the captain of this pirate ship is the scientist that originally designed these robots and uh he's got this token around his necklace that's the infrared he's been uh he's been carrying this necklace around with him for all these supposed years just waiting for this to happen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Never leaves him. And then when he finally gets confronted with these creatures that he created, he keeps calling his babies. Uh, his babies! They blow half of him off before he gets a chance to even yeah. retaliate. Yeah, so John and Mike and the waitress, which we still don't know her name. Cindy. Cindy? Cindy. It's Cindy? Okay. John and Mike and Cindy. I'm going to go with Danielle on this one. Uh, they all uh, run back to the space truck and they uh, they exchange a little bit of fire because they pick up a gun off a dead guy and run in there and close the doors and fly away. Uh, still, you know, hooked up to all these cargo boxes full of death bots. Which are now starting to turn on in a sequence. Well, they, they learn about that because they yes. figure out that there's, there's the I think the, the computer tells them that there's like something in the hallway. No, mm-hmm. uh, once they Cindy finally break, they something. get back in their, in their space truck and they start to hurtle away from the pirate ship as it implodes on itself. Oh yeah, and, and leaving the cargo bay inexplicably destroys it. While they're in, in their ship, uh, still naked, um, they hear this banging from the back in an SOS rhythm. That's a, right. a knocking yeah. and and uh they they john immediately says oh there's nothing there and then cindy says no i'm pretty sure that there's somebody over there john he's like no that happens all the time and he- <laughs> <laughs> i take yeah, cargo without asking questions there's often yeah. women in boxes <laughs> uh, so of course he dons his trusty space suit again he and mike mm-hmm. and they head to the back where they find 
sexy scientist slash pirate, pirate captain. captain. Best character uh, that is from the, the waist half up. alive from the waist up. Yeah. And he gives them all of the interesting tidbits they need to know before he then passes. Which was very convenient. Yeah, so like here's the oh, remote the control line. that will yeah. turn them off. Um, they, they, they wake up in waves. In waves. Mm-hmm. And the sequence is one will wake up, then two, then four, then eight. So as they're going along, each time they defeat one, they know that like a whole bunch more is going to be right around the corner because they're waking up in waves. Which what's also ends up being kind of funny with that. He spells out one, then two, and gets, you know, four, eight, rather than just saying each time twice as many wake up. Whoa, buddy. He is talking to a space trucker. He's a space, yeah, idiot here. He is destroying the cargo re-entering Earth by the time eight wake up. Yeah. So they only showed it, the sequence, get to the exact point where... Because he knew. He knew. Yeah, it was obviously oversimplified for um, viewership interests. So they get rid of the 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 second wave. Uh, yeah, they press the button and, and, and stop too. Half of the third wave with the 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 button. the button. The button turns them off like permanently. I kept wait, waiting for them to t- turn back on. After, I'm like, just assuming. Well, in the beginning, I guess you can press it again and then tell them what to do. Which he didn't tell them that, so he probably oh. could have told the first two to destroy the rest of them, and only, that might have worked. Only the general from the beginning could tell them what to do because oh, it was yeah. synchronized voice to his imprint. voice. That, that's right, that's right. Good thought, though. Good thought. Uh, but then they, of course, lose the button uh, during the third wave. Oh, yeah, because yeah. two of them show up, they shut those down. Two more jump through the uh, the windows of the truck. And then it comes up that they can't destroy the truck because the robots know that that's their only way to get to Earth. So they start, instead of uh, using their uh, Polaroid of death, kung fu fighting them. Yes. But it was kung fu fighting yeah. with sword <laughs> arms. Yeah, because apparently they're not as dangerous There's kung Swiss fu fighting. But uh, that, arms. that camera death, that's the shit. Nothing to add. Yeah. <laughs> and then once it's broken uh, the 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 windshield's broken uh they have more coming uh john sends the kids into the escape pod which apparently had a working cooling system yeah so Uh, and also they have at this point we know there are three of these suits which also mm -hmm. have cooling systems And, and they had covered the possibility of getting into the escape pod but wouldn't do any good because they couldn't get they couldn't get to they anywhere because they weren't within range, right? Well, why not just get in it, don't launch it, and use it for cooling for five hours? Uh, but anyway, so he sends them off in that. Off of the storyline. They blast the killer cyborgs away while John is not very far away from them, and he's fine in his spacesuit. That If he's able to vaporize these machines... How is the spacesuit surviving? That that's a good spacesuit. That's what that is. Uh, yeah. So then they land on Earth. Um, he flips around the truck and does reentry backwards, basically yeah. to burn the cargo boxes off. Which reentering the atmosphere totally takes these things out. Yeah, but it should should have taken him out too. But he has a parachute. Well. No, and the truck was full so of fireworks. He's in the I saw cargo the explosion. Of his truck, which of course has broken windows, but he's going backwards, so the windows are facing up. Obviously, that doesn't mm-hmm. count towards fire damage. 
and it's not as, like the fire or as, heat would come around off all of his cargo and he is he's re-entered the atmosphere one of these assaultrons it ends up being inside of the truck oh, yeah, with and him grabs his shoulder and grabs mm-hmm. his soldier but his, his shoulder before you uh see the whole the whole truck explode and then of course he floats down with a parachute safe and sound with that yellow parachute again high quality equipment that parachute well, and just the fact that okay I, I i can wrap my head around he jumps out the windshield the the problem there is you've got all this debris that is breaking off there would continue to be debris breaking off that would hit him yeah well, I'm not even good with him getting out of the windshield. Dangerous space robot grabs you by the shoulder. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah you, yeah, you don't make it out of that room. Well, and I thought it was it grabbed, by the, by him, uh, grabbed him by the helmet. It did. It, was, it, oh, was it the helmet? Him. That's even worse. How did it break the <laughs> helmet? Oh, yeah, because it, it also had tentacles, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, these were the worst monsters. Oh, yeah, or tentacles. Best. They had uh, sword, one sword arm, one hand arm. Massive claws. Oh, yeah, Massive with, claw with claws hand on arm. their hand arm. Uh, feet that they could do. Oh, they were doing kung fu. Yeah. And they can, you know, do the camera thing and uh, vaporize you from the waist down. Yeah. Yes, polar or all over, whichever they prefer. Sometimes yeah, they sometimes just want it's to all take over. your legs. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just want to take your legs. Sometimes they take all of you. Uh, uh, yeah so he lands oh yes and then we uh then we get to the mom well before that they actually uh they apparently told everybody that there are these uh killer robots coming to earth everybody takes to take over everything it. yeah so they don't know that detail so mike and cindy uh land by themselves uh separately and then as soon as john lands the first thing he says is are you kids married yet like it's it's, a it's such a funny joke. It's been fifteen minutes. Yeah, and, and then the next it's thing the you joke. hear while, as they're walking through bad joke as they're walking through the hospital room to go see her mom because they're all a big family now is uh, the news story that these two space truckers and a waitress have saved the Earth from killer robots, even though there is no evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it all burned, burned up. up. In the atmosphere. And also, no source of information for. What these killer robots the, were going to Earth for? Even the cargo. You don't manifest. know. They might have went to CNN just before they got to the it's hospital. Like, so, so Earth was being attacked by killer sex robots. What's going on here? Because the manifest was says sex dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that burned up. And, and it was specific <laughs> in the news reporting that these were killer robots headed to Earth to overthrow the government. But From that was a detail. That, that yeah, that was a no detail. Source. It was also clear that there was no source of delivery and and no source uh, to well, be delivered to. In theory, that does kind of explain itself out because by the end of it, the president shows up and the president is the uh, the, the big bad guy. So maybe he planted that news report mm. knowing that it would happen and he would become president. So it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So but as it does they're make at the hospital, uh, seeing. Cindy's mother, who's a total MILF by this time. Oh, yeah. She is uh, looking the same age as Cindy. I was really hoping mm-hmm. that room would get hot and she'd have to take her shirt off. <laughs> I would have much preferred her having her shirt the off. The Secret her Service, who all look the same and sort of like Elvis, yeah. uh, show up to clear the room as the president walks in, who, as the storyline turns out, uh, is the new president as of a week ago. The old president has been overturned. And he's the evil general from the beginning. He's the evil general from the beginning of the movie. 
Uh-huh. Who has the voice print. Oh, not general. Uh, company president. Company oh, president. Oh, I, I thought he was a general. My no, he's company. He was a company man. Company man. And uh, the company. He, he became president and the prior president retired. the government. Because they did a merger. Yeah, so as of a week ago, the office of the president is now privatized. And it's the president of the world. Yes. They also specified that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, they're, they're like, no, you're an evil guy. This, yeah, this isn't right. And he he's shows like, up to give him a big an, case full of money. Here's a, here's a big case full of money. And By the way, you've got truck. a brand new truck, yeah. Um, all you have to do is, you know. All your hospital bills are paid. Yeah, all the hospital all bills hospital. are paid. And Oh, and, and when they actually do get into the brand new truck. It's a space shuttle. No, it was attached to the space shuttle. It totally looked, yeah, carbon copy space shuttle. But the uh, John says, "Oh yeah, sure, we'll take the money." Mm-hmm. And Mike knows. Mike freaks out on him, and it's like, "Why would you take the money?" You know, and John tells him, "You know, shut up, you live longer." And uh, Mike says, "No, I'm, I'm not going to take the money." And he throws the money out the window, hucking Break, the, the briefcase, breaks the glass. Breaks the glass. And the briefcase tumbles down and tumbles down as the president gets into his car and sets off the bomb inside of it, blowing himself up. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly but timed. He mentioned and when he was giving them the money that, oh, the reason he did this was that some some person in the company may have done some overreaching and planned to send these robots to Earth um, just in case the merger doesn't go through. And Cindy calls him out. Totally calls him out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end of the bad guy, and John gets to hook up with Milf Mother, mother who was cryogenically frozen, by the way. That's for 20 what, years. Yeah, that's why she's years. so young. That's yeah, why she, she's still she had in a her disease, 20s. and uh, they decided to cryogenically freeze her. So, so this that is they a mother that the, the Cindy girls never met, probably. Yeah, I would remember from when she was a young child. Maybe. I was going to say, who's basically her age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing that's, that's really weird with it is the way Cindy's talking about her back at the hub is like her mom is back on earth in the hospital dying no her mom had been frozen for 20 years because she was dying she's now been cured yeah yeah so I, that again space trucker waitress not yeah not the, not the brightest tool in the, oh, sharpest the jersey tool. girl Poor. accent really kind of ruined it yeah really solidifies that solidified uh, that, uh, I, I that air of uh I think, naivety i think you're giving the writers too much credit i think more accurately they couldn't keep the storyline straight through the entire movie i i think it helped something that was a, a random happenstance more than something they planned yeah but it, it, it did yeah it did it did help the film though it was like oh she's not very bright but, yeah. but you know what still pisses me off about the entire movie is that this old curmudgeon space trucker who treats women like shit still gets to hook up with the 20 something year old hot babe at the end of the movie and it's just like no and, and she wants him oh yeah on the merit oh, that you... she brought his daughter to him yeah. or to her yep really that's that's all it was the the thing that bothers me is that they went through all this trouble to thank you to have the scientist not be dead and to have rebuilt himself and then he knows nothing about his babies the assaultrons he just happens upon it and then dies he doesn't have any other meaning in the storyline there's no purpose for him being there he should have just died the from the beginning it could have been any other purpose mm-hmm. was any the other electro vibrating pulse yeah and he, he it had, was amazing. He had to have trouble starting his penis, walk over to his uh, mean, workbench, work on it for a minute, and then get it running and be like, this never happens. Between the pity and the vibrating cock, I probably would have jumped on it. <laughs> Just saying, if I was a naive waitress who 
hadn't gotten laid in a while or maybe gotten laid a little too often. I don't know. Well, but, you try something but new. But there's 20-something-year-old space trucker hanging downstairs, though. Yeah. And a whole bunch of pirates. That's true. You got options. Yeah. Well, Hundreds of options. I'd rather risk... 320. He what? specified. He did. He did specify. Yeah. But I'd, I'd rather go that was through... how many of them he was going to have rape her after mm-hmm. she tried to kill him. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, one problem that we are falling into with this is we are trying to make everything connect and make sense. Logically. And everything to have meaning and every plot item to work out. I apologize, Dustin. I didn't drink enough. The difference between Should've a good movie... Should have wasted. <laughs> difference between a I good movie care about and this, a bad you know? movie. Good movie, everything makes sense. A bad movie, they don't try. They throw things in because they think it'll be interesting. It's so bad it's good. They had them take off their clothes because it'd make the movie a little bit... It'd make people more Titular. likely to continue watching past... I can't believe I'm watching this shit. You know, I, I will say, though, in, in defense of the film, I you know, what we, we were talking about, like a 4% and a 9%, mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, I, I wouldn't put this in a 4 or 9%. I would put this in a 25th percentile. This wasn't the worst thing in the world. It wasn't, it wasn't that hard it to watch. It wasn't the worst sci-fi that's ever been made. It didn't have glaring issues that were so bad that I screamed at the television. Thank um, you, by the way, for not screaming I, at the television. I, I would I have upset the dogs. Yeah, they bark a lot. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. But uh, it, it it wasn't that bad. It just it, it could have been a lot better had they tied, like you said, those story elements together and made one conducive story instead of five things that yeah. seem to be free floating of their own version. W- one more edit of the story. Yeah, and it it would have would have fixed it. And, and, and it was like Lauren was saying, you know, the one guy did everything in the credits. Maybe if he had a couple other cast members, it might have uh, uh, for, might have worked out. For my. Uh, Previous uh, career, we had a, a saying, you cannot QA your own work. And oh. we were in a heavily enough regulated environment that everything had to be QA'd. And movies should have some kind of QA. Yeah, you gotta have Somebody some has control. to go back and review Especially it. Especially movies with a budget like this one had. 23, was it 23, 23 million? million? 23 million. Not a bad budget. The effects weren't terrible. They've aged a little, but not terrible. Well, that that seems like a lot of money for what what year? What, 97, 98? 96. 96. That's a that's a big budget. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm crazy. Maybe it I don't was. understand how much a movie costs, but that seems like a lot of money. It seems like you should be able to come up with uh you know, maybe a B rate film. Not it is B. C. Not a C to D. I'd call it B. We'll, we'll give it a C minus. <laughs> we'll give it the um thanks for trying medal. Yeah, as far as ratings go. Participation award. I'd say uh, one out of five, uh, I probably walk out of this movie. Uh, oh. Two out of five, I do not want to watch this again. Three out of five, I want to watch it at least one more time. Just yeah. because I missed something. Four out of five, I'll watch it once a year. Five out of five, I'm going to watch this movie once a month. And definitely own it. Yeah, and definitely own it. Uh, I would give this movie a three out of five. I definitely want to watch this movie again. Uh, hmm. There, I feel it's like just because you love that song. I do love. I do love the space trucker theme song. The oh, redneck uh, trucker theme. I'm not song. a fan of country myself, but uh, that song was jamming. The worst part about that is I'm going to have to hear that later in the week. Yeah. <laughs> But it, I just feel like I missed so much of the storyline on one pass through. There was just so much going on. I have to agree. Yeah. I would rewatch it, but it would involve alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alcohol would definitely help this film. 
it, it, this is my rewatching it. This is one where you know, Lauren likes bad movies. I and love bad movies. I only like bad sci-fi's. I love bad movies, and this <laughs> I, one was, I, this. I like bad horror films. I, they, I have a love hate relationship with bad horror films. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're all sort of based on the concept of having a group of people that make all the wrong decisions. Scream came mm-hmm. out the same year. All of the wrong decisions. I do not think this film would have benefited from being a, a horror film. No, Space Truckers is a magical beast in itself. No, it was yeah. it was a sci fi drama. No, not even drama. Uh, action thriller. Oh, I, I'm not saying change the genre. And I and good. I would say you know in a few years. I, I wouldn't be against watching this again with three or four beers in me. Yeah. What surprised me was it had a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, 24% audience rating. So people generally like it better than Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. actually gave it. Audience rating, is that like box office? That's people who log onto the website and rate it themselves. Oh, okay. Versus yeah. the official people who work for Rotten Tomatoes. The critics. And um, so the critics hated it. The adult was like, yeah, you know, I'd see it again. It was a good no-brainer movie. Um, and that, I think that pretty much lines yeah. up with it. Critically, average terrible rating, movie, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But it was fun. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes, average rating of 3.4 out of 10. Well, Audience score, 27% liked it. And what, only 11 reviews. Yeah. This movie's been around a long time. Oh, it's hard to find. It oh. sounds like most people weren't willing to take the time to write about it. Yeah. Yep. And yet, we're willing to do a podcast episode about it. Oh, so bad. It was good. Yeah. What's what's wrong with us? If you see it on VHS <laughs> at your local Hastings that's closing down, go ahead and give it a shot. All right. So what's the good? I like the effects. Well, there's that song in the beginning, Daniel. Oh, the loves. song. <laughs> oh, the song. Um, the... I really do think the soundtrack was my favorite thing about this. There wasn't enough of it, but where they did have it, it definitely led to the film. Well, and and I I talk about logistics uh, with science fiction films because I have this issue a lot um, to where they do things like the heating versus cooling issues. You know, you have a a film about nuclear fallout, but nobody's afraid of getting near things that are metal that have been outside, you know, things like that. This really didn't have that many of those issues. It, Hmm. it, It was... 80% 80% of the way there, and they just didn't cover them fully, yeah. but they, they were they were thinking about them. They went, you know, cooling versus heating. It's like they space, actually asked Space trucking, you know, trying to make lanes in the road that don't make a lot of sense, but sort of do. Mm-hmm. They, they were trying. They really were. Yeah. Uh, and not a lot of science fiction films, I can say, that they, they actually thought about them. Ah, you know, and for me, it's, it's, it's got all of the elements of a good sci-fi. You've got a hero who breaks the rules and is kind of... Not wanting to play with the the whole with the heart of gold. way the government and everything works. You've got evil corporations, which is a very common thing. Evil, all powerful corporation, very common in evil nameless in corporation. And I, I love the concept of trucks in space. Yeah, I, that definitely does it for me. I yeah, I want to see more trucks in space. Right. I want to see more robot dong. If we think of them <laughs> as trains, I like them even Dude, more. Dude, it lit up and everything. All right, the bad. I thought we covered that. The storyline. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the, this entire podcast has been about how bad it was. Okay, um, yeah. But I would definitely say the disjointed storyline was yeah, probably that, the, the sinker. The we'll, we'll refer to that as the hard-to-watch factor. Yep. And uh, the ugly. The acting. <laughs> yeah. Pathetic acting. Um, they could have been p- played by cardboard cutouts. I would, as much I would emotion say all shown. of the misogyny and whitewashing that Thank was in you. there. Thank you. Yeah, actually. Misogyny and whitewash. Well, yeah. 
I, I don't Why know is that. everybody in space white? <laughs> this this is true. I I don't know the uh, the the need to have them take their shirts off uh, again. I'm a guy that helped me. Uh, uh, I'm a girl, and that helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, the we're gonna have 300 people rape you. Ah, that was probably a that little unnecessary. Much. But it, it uh, was it was just the it ended quickly. They tried to make the, the guy evil. They tried to make it yeah. comical when they said it. Yeah, it, that I, I think that's really what it boiled down to. They were trying so hard to make it comical that certain things came off as serious, and you just were like, "What is going on? That's <laughs> messed up. Who would write that?" And well, we happen to know who. For me, the the ugly is just the the lack of consistency. Yeah, the details that change from minute to minute, the um, huge jumps you make story to story, and even in time frame. Yeah, there there isn't a consistent timeline. Even yeah, it's somebody needs to get fired. Yeah, yeah. somebody did get or fired. get hired or hired or yes, hired. Yes. One of the two. You pick. All right. Well, we are out of time. Uh, Josh and Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yes, well, uh, thank you for uh, our first four microphone setup mm-hmm. test that we we've did. ever done. We'd love to come back and do this again sometime. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. And for our listeners, we'll be back next month. You can visit us on the web at scifinomads.com. Email us at contact at scifinomads.com. Tweet us at scifinomads. Or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash scifinomads. In each case, it's spelled S-C-I-F-I-N-O-M-A-D-S. No spaces and no hyphens. Theme music in this episode is Urban Jungle 2061 by Eric Matias, www.soundimage.org.